0: When we think about it, what God did to save creation, spiraling toward destruction, is truly amazing. The beautiful hymn that St. Paul gives us in the second reading sets these actions to poetry. First and foremost, God decided to take action. God gained nothing by creating and would lose nothing if creation ceased to be. But God chose in love to break the power of sin. And second, God decided to intervene personally. The Second person of the most blessed Trinity, the word through whom all things were made, let go of his divinity and emptied himself to become human, to take the form of a slave The sin and death. This was to accomplish something that it was impossible for God to do, namely to die. And that obedience, even to death on a cross, accomplished something that no other death could do, reconciliation with God, to rob the devil and death of its prey. This says something fundamental about how God views creation, and specifically humanity. Creation was worth saving. You and I were worth dying for. Now take a moment and think of the person that you despise the most, the person who is most loathsome to you. That is the person that Christ died for. Jesus told us that he came that we might have life and to have it more abundantly. That life is for everyone, not just the people that we agree with, the people that we like, or the people who we think deserve it. Christ died for all without exception. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Pope St. John Paul's monumental encyclical, Evangelium Vitae, the Gospel of Life. He begins the encyclical by citing a passage from the dogmatic constitution on the church in the modern world of the Second Vatican Council, enumerating examples of things that directly oppose life. Murder, genocide, abortion, euthanasia, and suicide, as well as threats and assaults to human life and dignity after birth, mutilation, torture, coercion, poverty, slavery, prostitution, and human trafficking, to name just a few. He focuses in that encyclical primarily, but not exclusively, on the horrendous evils of abortion because it targets the most innocent and the most defenseless among us, children in the womb. But many forget that after abortion, the Pope speaks loudly and prophetically against euthanasia, when people are weak and vulnerable at the other end of the cycle of life. He also raised the alarm about the use of capital punishment and many other things on that list. In that encyclical, John Paul II said, and I quote, in our service of charity, we must be inspired and distinguished by a specific attitude. We must care for the other person as a person for God whom God has made us responsible. As a disciple of Jesus, we are called to become neighbors to everyone. In helping the hungry, the thirsty, the foreigner, the naked, the sick, the imprisoned, as well as the child in the womb, and the old person who is suffering or near death, we have the opportunity to serve Jesus. Where life is involved, the service of charity must be profoundly consistent. It cannot tolerate bias or discrimination, for human life is sacred and inviolable at every stage and in every situation." Unquote. The most profound irony of Christianity is Christ died so that we could live. Death, which was originally a punishment for and a limiting of human sin, became in the person of Jesus the unwitting vehicle for the triumph of life. In the resurrection of the Lord, the ultimate triumph of life is assured. The war is already won. But we have only to look around, really no further than our own hearts, Though it's much easier to look out into the world, into the country, and into the world, to see that there are many, many battles that still need to be fought. As disciples of Jesus, God the Father calls us to work in his vineyard in the world. And Jesus' parable makes it abundantly clear that it doesn't matter whether we respond immediately, yes or no but what we do in the long term. Like the second son, we need to respond obediently to the father's call to extend the victory of Jesus in the world and his cross. The first and in some ways the most difficult way that each one of us does that is to acknowledge and repent of our own sins. As the prophet Ezekiel said to us in the first reading, if the wicked turn from the wickedness they did and do what is right and just, they shall save their lives. That, friends, is our hope. To be authentic followers of Jesus, our lives, like his, must be cruciform. If we are to be truly loving, our actions the good that we seek to do must be for others. We don't work for primarily our own good, but for the good of others. True, we do our fair share to support ourselves and our families for our bare necessities, but ultimately our goal is not to fill ourselves and those closest to us with physical or spiritual goodness. No, our goal is to be like Christ and to pour ourselves out. How do we release the things that define us, the things that we find essential? Jesus is God, after all, and he did not cling to it. He did not grasp it, as St. Paul reminds us. In love, he surrendered it to become our servant how do you and i pour ourselves out for the good of others the work in the vineyard and it is hard grueling and exhausting work is as john paul ii told us to be a neighbor to all but especially the most vulnerable not a savior for Jesus has already taken care of that. Our work is to find new and creative ways to be with one another as fellow human beings, as sisters and brothers of one Heavenly Father. We need to discover in the woman considering an abortion or the one who has had one, the young drug or pornography addict, the instigator of violence, or the perpetrator of racism, or maybe just a lonely dying person down at Casa villarosa one whose dignity is equal to our own, one who is is infinitely loved by the Father, and whose sins were paid for by Jesus on the cross. In other words, we need to work to see one another as God sees us, as worth dying for. A wounded sinner, just like me, who wants nothing more than to be loved and to find their happiness forever in the heart of God. Friends, Let us never grow tired of doing this work.